Life Church created this podcast because we all need healthy conversations with real people. So this podcast is here to help you start conversations with your life group, friends, and family. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the You've Heard It Said podcast. This is Allie. And this is Jason. And today we have a very special bonus episode with our senior pastor, Craig Rochelle. And Allie got to interview him, which is also very special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I knew I shouldn't have been, but I was so nervous to interview him because he's one of my actual heroes. Right. And so I got all in my head about how I can mess it up yeah. and all of that. <laughs> which is a bummer for you because <laughs> Pastor Craig is awesome to talk to, mm-hmm. but also... It's kind of like spot on because what you're talking about is his brand new book, which happens to be about winning the war in your mind. Well, trust me, it is the book that I needed and it's the book that you won't want to miss. So we're just going to get right to it. Here is our senior pastor, Craig Rochelle. Well, Pastor Craig, thank you so much for making some time to be on the You've Heard It Said podcast. We're so honored to have you. And so I just want to dive right in because I'm so excited about your new book, Winning the War in Your Mind. I really feel like it could be the book for our generation, Mm -hmm. just because I know so many people who are struggling with anxiety or toxic thoughts. I mean, myself included, Mm -hmm. honestly. And so I wondered if you could tell us about the moment that you knew you needed to write this book. Well, Allie, first of all, thanks for letting me be on. And um you know, I would say that the, the journey toward inviting God to renew my mind started long before I decided to write the book. And mm. so the book was more of an overflow of, you know, the, the title is is not just a title to get your attention. It's like actually a re- really a goal that, that I have is to win the war in my mind. Mm. And so you talked about your generation and I think about my kids and so many of our younger staff members that I love so much. And, you know, I think every age group has battles with toxic thoughts, negative thoughts, and unhelpful inner dialogue. But especially in the younger leaders that I work with, it's easy to be more prone to negativity Mm -hmm. based on the season of life in which you're coming into your leadership. Meaning, you know, you think about when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, 24, there's pretty much smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. We planned on going to college and we went to college, (laughs) we graduated college and we Mm -hmm. thought about getting a job and got a job. And now that you don't know what you're going to do next week, much less next year. And so there's so much headwind on top of the compounding pressures of just navigating the complexities of social media Mm -hmm. and navigating the um, increasing number of temptations available to you. They say that 15-year-olds are the new 25-year-olds, meaning there's just more, the pressure seems to be more real, more early. I've got my 18-year-olds today are saying, how am I going to support myself? When my older children were 18, that wasn't really a question. The tone mm-hmm. has changed. Mm-hmm. So I think that this type of teaching is good for anybody. And I think it's especially good for a younger generation. And you know, I'm in my 50s, and it's good for me because mm-hmm. I had years and years of thought patterns that were not healthy, not helpful. Mm-hmm. And so it was. it's been a journey to renew those thoughts. And the book was born out of more of my own journey. So it was an overflow. It wasn't like, hey, I'll write a book about your thinking. It was like, I need to work on my thinking and Mm -hmm. oh, this really works. So 
let's do a book and try to help others. Hmm. That's really helpful to me to hear that it's something that you've struggled with too. Because when I hear a title like winning the war in your mind, I think, well, of course, Pastor Craig can do that. He hmm. flosses every day. Like he's the most disciplined person <laughs> ever. So then I think, well, can ordinary people like me actually win the war in my mind? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd, I'd say you're not an ordinary person. Thank you, you. I would probably try to argue there's no such thing as an ordinary person, that hmm. everybody's got really special gifts and we all have different talents. The answer is yes, absolutely and completely. The way God wired our minds is pretty fascinating. And so we believe that the Bible is true. You don't need something else to confirm it. But when you look at the way, when you look at science, how consistent the study of the mind is with what mm. scripture is, is pretty fascinating. You read about how the mind operates, the more you think a thought, the easier it is to think. You're, you're creating mm. neural pathways in your brain. It's like a little little trail. And when we think an unhealthy or unhelpful thought over and over and over again, it just gets entrenched in our minds. Mm. First of all, you have to identify whatever it is because a lot of times we don't know because we just think this is the way it is because we've always thought this way. Mm. When you identify what it is and then you take truth from God's word and say, no, mm. here's what truth is. And tell yourself, tell your mind, train your mind with the truth over and over and over and over again. And it does take over and over and over again. Mm to um, create a new neural pathway. And so science would call it like rewiring your brain and God's word would call it renewing your mind to Romans, mm -hmm. Romans 12. Yeah. And so, you know, absolutely you can do it. Anybody listening, anybody gathering with a group, even super helpful to do together in community mm -hmm. because we can encourage each other on to a different way of thinking together. We group think, mm -hmm. you, you know, there might be groups listening right now that are more biased to being afraid and negative mm. because they talk about fear and negativity. And there's others mm. that would be more prone to think about faith and believing God is working. And uh, our community can shape our minds mm. uh, and to who we're with. And so long answer, you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really <laughs> encouraging. And so for anybody listening, of course, we're going to read the book and we're really excited about the Thank messages you. that you're going to teach. But what are some practical things we could start doing today? Or yeah. maybe if you could give us one of those toxic thoughts that you've worked through. Yeah. When that pops in your mind, how would you turn it into something positive or truthful? Yeah. So first, we can talk about a cognitive bias. Mm. So this cognitive bias is it's like a framework or it's a distorted interpretation of what is based mm. on your previous experiences or mindsets. Mm. So if someone, if a lot of people were mean to me growing up yeah. and I walked up to you and you didn't smile at me, oh. I might think, oh, you're just, you don't like me. You're mm -hmm. going to be mean like everybody else. I see the world through those filters. What we have to do, Ali, is we have to, and it's really hard to do because these thoughts are so ingrained in us. We have to work hard to discover what is destructive, what's hurtful, what's mm -hmm. not true. And so if someone's listening right now, you may ask, what's, what is your inner dialogue that's makes you sad or makes you afraid or makes you feel insecure or makes you not trust? What is the inner dialogue that takes you away from whatever you know God would want for you? When you find that, that's something to work on. Mm -hmm. My advice to you or to anybody listening would be this. Let's pick one mm -hmm. big reoccurring thought pattern. The truth is we're all going to have several because we, we're sinful beings with lots of problems. We've all got issues. I got lots of issues is really hard to change eight mm. or nine or 10 negative thought patterns. Mm. If you start with one, what's the one that you want to work on? You can really make a lot of progress. And so I've got a bunch that I've worked on. The most recent, and, and it's been probably over 
a year and has really taken effect. Some of my thought patterns have taken a lot longer than a year to change. Like mm. one reoccurring one I wrote about in the book is an ongoing struggle that I've worked on for, you know, years and years and years. Mm. And I'm making tons of progress. I've got a ton of ways to go. But one, one recent one, Allie, is, is just in this season of loss, most people have lost something. Mm. You've lost yeah. the ability to travel. You've lost the ability to go to school. You've lost a job. You've lost a loved one. You've mm -hmm. lost a friendship. You've lost some sort of freedom. Yeah. It's really easy to focus on what we've lost. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I look out at the church, it looks a lot different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. what I'm really focusing on is, is gratitude, 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 mm -hmm. gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And instead of looking at what we've lost, I'm just trying to thank God for what we have. And, mm -hmm. and we've got so much. And so... I've never been more grateful in my life. I've never been more thankful. And it's not because things are better than ever before. It's because I've worked on being more grateful. And mm -hmm. we actually have some significant personal challenges right now that are really tough. But we're able to navigate and manage those well because I've trained my mind to be grateful. Mm -hmm. And so I don't wake up like I used to being, you know, here's what's bad, here's what's going to get worse, and here's what's hard. And here, instead, I'm waking up saying, Here's what's good, and here's where I see God mm -hmm. working, and here's what I'm thankful for, and here's where I sense God's presence. That mind shift, it's a game changer that's so real. If you just talk to the you know eight or ten people that are closest to me, family, mm -hmm. and in my office, they would all say, Yeah, it's different. And and it is mm -hmm. different. It's not that it's not that the circumstances are different, but God has helped my mind be different. Thanks for sharing that. It's really helpful because I think some of my favorite messages that I've heard you preach on have actually been about things that you have struggled through. Mm -hmm. And so I think about anxious for nothing. I think about hope in the dark. I think about missing peace. You think about all the painful ones. <laughs> uh, well, they're my favorite because I just you. feel like we get to see a different side of you. Yeah, and I just you. love how God has brought you through those. And I feel like this could be another one of those message series that feels really personal to you. Mm -hmm. And so I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the biggest thing that you've learned about God through writing this book and through allowing him to renew your mind. Yeah, I, I would say this, through the early season of the pandemic, which mm -hmm. turned out to be a, a lot longer than a lot of us you know, yeah. expected, our nation became more aware of a problem that a lot of people were aware of, but a lot of us weren't waking up every day thinking about racial reconciliation, relationships mm -hmm. yeah. and such. And then you, then you have the whole political unrest, which is just, you know, it's like almost, how can we be so so divided? In the middle of all that, there was a significant period of time where I didn't feel like I could hear from God. Mm. You know, I'd read scripture and it would speak to me, but it, it felt more like God's word to everybody, not God's word to me. Mm. And then I was trying to make the complicated decisions about leading the church. And I felt like I, I had to go on wisdom and experience more than on hearing from God. And what I learned, Allie, was that it was okay, meaning the fact that I wasn't hearing from God, just like wasn't feeling the tingly things you want to feel and didn't have those emotional moments, that I had had enough of God's faithfulness in the past that I didn't need the feelings in the present mm -hmm. to continue yeah. to trust in Him. And that was really emotional to me. Like He's that real, that mm -hmm. good, that His goodness isn't based on what I feel or hear. His goodness is just based on His goodness. Mm, good. And then when I did finally feel like I heard from him. It was like so emotional, kind of like if you had a child that, 
he thought was missing and came home or, mm -hmm. you know, my, for someone, it might be their dog, you know, which like, some people love their dogs more than their <laughs> children, you know, right? <laughs> my dog's baby. home or whatever. <laughs> and it was so emotional like that. But what I learned was that my faith, it was stronger than I thought it was. It was mm -hmm. strong when I didn't feel anything. And um, in the past, if I didn't feel anything, I might be afraid or it might feel like I was doubting God or something. So that was really, that was a special time for me. Mm. That's helpful to me because sometimes even when I think about the concept of renewing your mind, I get really stressed out about something. And so I think this thought like, oh, I'm going to fail at this. Right. And then I read something like, you know, Philippians 4 when it talks mm. about like the peace of God will transcend all understanding, fix your thoughts and what's true. And so mm -hmm. I try to do that. And yes. then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm back to being stressed out again. Am yes. I a bad person? Because I feel this way. And then it kind of triggers this thought. Yes. And so how do I get out of that cycle? And even when I renew my mind with the truth, mm -hmm. what do I need to do next? Well, your question is so good. And there's so many things I wanted to point out that that's why it's a war because it, mm -hmm. it, it is a war. And as Christians, our mind can be directed for, for the flesh or our mind can be directed by the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a battle. I mean, it is mm -hmm. a battle. You're a spiritual person in a physical body. And what happens to your body? Sometimes it gets tired. Sometimes we get hormonal, right? Sometimes we get hangry. And, you know, all those things impact our thought life. And what happens is when we think a thought, it's easier to think it again. It's just mm -hmm. pure science. It's, it's, we're creating a neural pathway in our brain. And so if you think enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not going to measure up, your brain gets really good at thinking that. And so the moment you start to try to think a different thought, it feels awkward. Okay, I'll give you a, a real random example. Mm -hmm. I just turned 53. When I was 52, I finally started taking jujitsu, which is okay. re really funny because I, I waited until I was old to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> the like reason the is, uh, lots of reasons. I wanted to for, for 15 years or so. And I always thought I was too old or it didn't have the time or whatever. And I got to the place where a leadership coach told me, hey, why don't you push yourself, get get to the place where you're not good at something, you're out of your comfort zone, and it disconnects your mind for a little while. And when I go and roll now with people that with, like, with a black belt, my mind is like, all I'm thinking about is surviving for now because <laughs> it is so foreign to me. I'm a pretty decent athlete. I'm in pretty decent shape. And what happens in there is so technical and so different that it takes so much effort mm. to get my, my mind has to focus so much to get my body to do it. I've now done it for about six months, and it's getting a little bit easier. I'm getting a little bit better. That's exactly what it's like. Mm -hmm. If you play the piano for the first time, you're going to clunk, 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 and then you'll clunk a little less, and then one day you'll make some music. If you go in the kitchen and you try to learn to cook something, you burn it, and then you don't burn it as much the next time. And that's, that's how it's going to be with your mind. The deeper the groove, most likely the more time it's going to take. Mm -hmm. And that's why you renew your mind with truth. It doesn't say it's not a one-time event like, okay, now I'm not thinking of these unhealthy thoughts. The gravitational pull back toward what's comfortable will be stronger than you can imagine. And so whatever that is for you, Allie, you've mm -hmm. got to recognize it and then find, you know, find a truth and think it, say it, write it, mm -hmm. text it, email it, think it again, say it out loud, sing it. Say it with your friends, think it in the morning, think it at lunch, think it in the evening, over and over and over again. And say the truth, whatever it is you want to be true about your mind, whatever truth you want to believe, say it, think it, confess it, even when you don't feel it. Mm 
Mm. and then do it some more and some more. And it's, it's almost like you're faking it. Like if I'm really, really hungry right now and haven't eaten in seven hours, and it'd be like me saying, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry at all. I don't like food. I don't want that food you're eating. You feel like you're lying mm. because you, it's so foreign to your mind. But what you're doing is you're declaring a truth your mind does not yet believed. And that's what you're doing. That's why it feels like lying. And so you declare the truth over and over and over again until you you believe it. For example, you're a really good interviewer. Thank you. Okay, And the look on your face just now was like, really? Okay. And you are. You're a really good interviewer. You, you bring great things out of people. If I told you that again later today, you might say, well, there it is again. If mm-hmm. I told you again tomorrow three times and for six months, if I said, look at me, listen to me, mm-hmm. you really have a gift of bringing something out of people. Six months from now, you might say, you know what? I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because my pastor told me. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is a little different. This is letting God through his word tell you, you have what it takes. Mm-hmm. You're not pathetic. Mm-hmm. You're worth something. Your life is valuable. You can overcome. You can be different. You can be free. You're not stuck in this addiction forever. You don't have to live in the shame from your past. God in you is enough. Whatever it is, it's that truth that's different than what you believe, so it doesn't feel true, mm-hmm. but it is. And you tell it over and over and over again, and then one day you start to make music, you start to make a meal, you start to get really good at jiu-jitsu, <laughs> you start to believe you're a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. That is so helpful. I have never thought about why it feels so weird for my brain, because if my brain is constantly on loop and then I say something that counters that, it would feel like a lie. So I'm also realizing that often my attempt to be perfect at it on the first try, like, oh, I want to feel confident. I read God's word. I don't feel confident. I feel like I failed at that. I need to recognize, no, that's progress. And I push through that progress. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. It is progress even if you don't feel it. Hmm. It's similar to like some days when I'm working on a sermon, there's nothing meaningful that ends up on the page. Mm. You know, there may go, there may be a couple hours where it all goes in the trash. That was progress. Mm-hmm. I had to work through what didn't work to find out what does work. And it's going to be the same with renewing your mind. There'll be days when you feel like we didn't make any progress, but the fact that you worked on it was progress, mm. period. Even if you take a couple steps back, if you slip back into it and you wake up the next day and you say, no, I'm continuing to fight this battle in my mind, that even what looks like a loss, the fact that you're still engaged in the battle, counted mm-hmm. as a win. That's good. So even today, after you've written this whole book, mm-hmm. are there still some days where you feel like you're losing the war in your mind? And then what do you do to remind yourself that you're not? Yeah. So I feel there are certain things, Allie, that'll trigger me into certain fears or insecurities. And it's ridiculous. The embarrassing thing is it's often what I preached on. Mm-hmm. For example, this will air at a later date, but I just preached on um, not being offended by small things. And then I had a friend hurt my feelings. And I was Aww. all up into, you know, I was all upset about something ridiculously small. I just preached about it. And so, yes, I don't think as long as we're in these bodies bent towards sin and insecurity and fear, I don't think we'll ever. So some people disagree. Some people's theology is you can reach perfection on this earth I have yet to meet that person. If if someone does it, I'll congratulate them. I haven't had a perfect day, much less a perfect week. And so I think reaching that perfection is probably an impossible goal in this lifetime. But what I want to do is I want to be being perfected by Jesus. And so for someone like you, based on what I know about you, you're probably a little harder on yourself. You probably have high standards. Yes. You would probably do better 
if you'd allow for God's grace mm-hmm. in your failures and to still feel loved, and that will take some pressure off, and then you can start renewing your mind with whatever truth you need to hear, like, he's enough in you, mm-hmm. or he loves you in spite of your mistakes, or whatever it would be, and you tell yourself that over and over and over, over again, and then suddenly one day you wake up and you're like, I mostly believe that today, mm-hmm. or I all the way believe it today. Mm-hmm. That's, that, awesome. that's renewing your mind as a process. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay, well, as we wrap up, I just think about how timely this message is because we all in 2020 had a lot of time alone with our thoughts and we realized some of them are not that great. We probably need to change those. And even as we're in 2021, it's still very uncertain. There's still a lot of current events that we don't know what's happening. And so as our pastor, I just wondered if you could give us some final encouragement for how we can win the war, even in the middle of all the uncertainty and unknown that we're facing. Sure. Well, I think that it's always good to tell the truth with faith. There are some Christians that kind of deny the truth with faith and just like, everything's going to be fine and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And when you read scripture, Jesus would call, you know, bad day, bad day. He didn't say in this world, you're never gonna have trouble. He said in this world, you will have trouble. Mm -hmm. And so that was the truth. And then he said, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So it's like you tell the truth with faith. And the truth is right now, we've got a lot of headwind. We've got a lot of challenges. We've got a lot of issues, but we can acknowledge that and still have tremendous faith. What else do we have? Well, we've got the word of God. We've got the presence of his Holy Spirit. We've got a great church full of people that are praying and believing. We've got something works against us and we don't like it. God still uses it in us. He's, he works mm-hmm. in all things, mm-hmm. even the things we don't like, even the hardships to bring about something good, our suffering and trials to help conform us to the image of Christ. And so sometimes the things that we don't want are the things that we really need. And so all that what I just said is truth. When you're in the middle of it, the moment I get in a hard time, I'm going to forget all that. Like I'm talking real brave on this podcast right now, and then (laughs) something bad happens to me, I fall apart, right? Mm. But the more I tell myself the truth, the more my mind starts to believe it. And the more my mind starts to believe it, the more my body starts to follow it. And in the book, we talk about the quote that your, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. Someone's going to say, that's new aging. No, as a man thinks in his heart, so he has scripture says. Um, You can take two people and put them in the same exact situation, and one of them is on, well, we've lost this. It's all bad. And the other one's going, I'm so thankful for what we have. Mm. You can put two leaders in the same situation and facing a problem. And one says, this is hard. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. And the other one says, you know what? This is a problem. I'm glad we've got wisdom to solve it. Same situation, different mindset. What we want to do is we want to fight for a mindset that honors God. It's scriptural. Here it is. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So whatever is happening right now that breaks the heart of God, mm. let's not be that. Yeah. Don't, don't be that. Wherever there's division, where there's hatred, wherever there's poverty, wherever there's fear, wherever there's division, don't be that. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. So what does that mean? We're different. We're different than what we're holy, hagios, the Greek set apart. We're different. How are we different? It's not just by going to church. It's not just by being a good person. It's not just by tithing. It's not just being in a life group. It's not just by those things, but scripture says it's by the renewing of your mind. God's word is living. It's active. It's, it's like water to the mind. It transforms the mind. 
And so that's why we're going to fight for it. There is a war. We have a real spiritual enemy, and he'll engage often in the mind, tell you what you're not, what you can't do, what's going to go wrong, how God has left you, and that's why there's a battlefield. The good news is if any unhealthy thoughts, Scripture says these are strongholds, we tear those down. We take any thought that's not consistent with God's Word and we grab it. We make it our captive. It's our prisoner. We're not a prisoner of our thoughts. We take any wrong thoughts and make them our prisoner, and then we let Jesus renew them. Sounds fairly clean in a podcast. There's nothing clean about it. It's complicated. There's emotions. There's distractions. There's steps forward. There's steps back. There's progress. There's doubts. There's I'm getting it. There's I've lost it. There's I've got it back. And that's all part of it. And that's the beauty of knowing that we have a God that loves us no matter what. And Mm -hmm. we can do life together. And the good news is we're better when we're together. I can help you renew your mind. You can help me renew my mind. And we can can, uh, make a difference in the world. Have I told you that you're, you're a good interviewer. <laughs> Thank you. You look like you believed it a little bit more that time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Craig. This has been personally very impactful for me. I know that my thought patterns are already going to be a little bit better because of this conversation. And so thank you for taking some time to speak with us. Thank you for this book. We're so excited to get to read it. And I think this is going to start some really great conversations in our life groups. So thanks again for taking the time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Sally. So I remember the first time hearing Pastor Craig talking about the war in his mind. It was mm-hmm. a message series a couple years ago. It was titled Words to Live By. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. perfect timing for me, like it always is for everybody. Mm-hmm. I was actually going through some really intense insecurities and all that stuff that goes with it. So how that looked for me is like one day I would come across probably really prideful and stuff. And the next day, like a sad puppy. And it was getting overwhelming to me. So I told one of my buddies, Brian, and he was like, "Uh, well, maybe you should take Pastor Craig's advice. And in the message, Pastor Craig had talked about coming up with new words to live by. And so Brian was like, why don't you come up with a truth statement that you can say every day and that it just kind of combats those lies that you're believing? And I don't like being told what to do. So I was like, whatever. (laughs) And he's like, well, okay, just try it for 30 days. And so I did. I tried it for 30 days. And this is a statement I came up with. It says, my value doesn't increase or decrease based on what others might say or think about me. It comes from the ingredients that God used to make and save me. Hmm. And so I'd try that for like 30 days. And something really awesome would happen, and I would say it. And something really hard would happen, and I'd say it. And so now it's like, I don't know, almost four years later, I still say it almost every day. And God has used it to renew my mind. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Well, I wish you would have given me that statement before I had the interview, but that is a good one. I'll have to bookmark that. But I think what's so important about winning the war in your mind is to remember that it's something you have to do every day. There probably will always be some sort of insecurity that rises up. And so I think when Paul wrote in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. He meant renew your mind every day. Right. And I think that's a great place for today's question. And we hope that you're going to talk about it with your friends, your family, your life group, people you trust. What is a negative statement or idea that you sometimes say about yourself? And what is some truth from Scripture 
that you can replace it with. And here's the challenge. Try to repeat it to yourself every day for 30 days and see what happens. So if you're like me, everything Pastor Craig shared feels like exactly what you need to hear. And you can find even more of it in his book and message series, Winning the War in Your Mind. We'll link to all the things, the book, the series, the Bible plan, in the conversation guide, which is always linked in the show notes below. We hope it inspires you to start conversations with your life group, your friends, or honestly anybody. Have a great week.